We are controlling the transmission. What's that, boy? We're in control? Hey, look! I can see my voice! <laughs> this is my voice on TV. Dad, you're ruining the mood. Sorry. For the next half hour, we will control what you see and hear. You are about to experience the terror and foul horror of The Simpsons Halloween Special. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we're here to review my favourite Treehouse of Horror of all time, Treehouse of Horror 5. It's the best. It is the best. It's hands down the single best Treehouse of Horror episode and probably the three best Treehouse of Horror segments. Like, there's there's no filler. Oh, it's not my personal three favourites. Tre- Nightmare Cafeteria is my favourite of all time. Okay. The shinning is just amazing. Time and Punishment's pretty good. It, it, it fits in here because... They were going from gore, gore, gore. Yeah. And they couldn't just go for that. So that breaks it up nicely with more of a sci-fi side of things. Yeah. And the gore, gore, gore was in response to a US Congress or so, someone in Congress complaining that there was there had been too much violence on the show. Like itchy and scratchy land. David yeah. Merkin wanted to increase as much gore as possible. I also think this is the, the best overall trias of horror because it's a complete trias of horror where they got the over the, the arc throughout the whole episode of Willy. Just little, yeah. thing, little touches like that. Yeah. Just nice little... St- like they did away with the kind of, I don't know if interstitial is the right word, but they did away with the scenes in between the episodes. But they did have that running thread yeah, connecting yeah, them yeah. all together. What's your favourite of the three? Mine's Nightmare Cafeteria. For me, it's said. the Shinning. The Shinning. Yeah, it's sort of taken on a life of its own, hasn't it? It the has. Although I'll be honest, the bit that everyone likes the most is probably my least favourite part of the it. The homie going crazy. Yeah, yeah. go crazy. Don't mind if I do it. Uh, but is it? Be- so- is it because it's been played so many times? Because it's a very funny moment, but I think we've just seen so much of it. Maybe it's because it's been done so often, but it's also the obvious bit. Mm. And like I always felt like it was that thing of Homer's delivery is very obviously setting up Marge to then set up the punchline. It's like make Homer something something go crazy. I was all it's the go crazy that I always didn't. Something about it didn't ring right in my ears. But then. What I do love about it is it's one of, and I've written in my notes, and we'll get to some of the specific moments, but it's one of the true great ways to parody a movie. Like, it includes enough of what happens in the original movie with its own unique Simpsons twist on it. Like, the being locked in the freezer, having Moe as the barman, um, that beautiful camera work in the opening as he's driving along the windy roads, uh, the hedge maze, even to the extent of having... In in for people that haven't seen The Shining, there's the black character that shares The Shining with the kid, and when it cuts to like him in bed watching TV or whatever it is, when the kid's connecting with him, he's got a nude of a black woman with a big afro okay. over his head. Um, that's replaced in this obviously with the Irish girl wearing a kilt. Um, yep. Scottish. Sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> it's because it was green. <laughs> I had green in my head. Scottish girl kilt bagpipes, all that sort of thing. So like it, you know, down to those little details, it's it was it's just perfect the way that's done. Is this the first time that the that they actually parodied, parodied just a movie in general, as opposed to different movies blended into a Simpsons story. It's just a, a movie parodied by the Simpsons. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the first. I mean, King Kong. Of, of, oh, King Kong. You're right. Yep, King yeah. Kong. Yeah, um, that's, King that's the first one off the top of my head. Yep. Um, a Bad Dreamhouse was a parody of the Medieval Horror. Horror. Yep, 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 of course. Yeah. So there's been a few. Yes. But this is one of the best examples of how to do it. 
Now, before we get to the episode, though, okay, a little tease because we've got some tooting stories, uh, some ho- like, as in honking the horn yeah, stories okay. for the mailbag. But I, I have deliberately one. avoided the mailbag this week because I want to be surprised. Okay, good. I had a, a honking story of my own as I came around to the to the house tonight. Did, were you the honker or the honk? I was the honker. Honky. I know the honker. I was the honker. So what's happened? There's a, a right turn to get to for me to get to Dando's house. There's a right turn with a red arrow. So somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter where. In a nondescript location, there's an intersection. I don't even know where he's talking about. Non, it's, there's an there's an intersection and a red arrow. Um, now that arrow goes green. I'm the second car from the lights. The car in front of me hasn't spotted the green arrow. That's fine. Yeah, that well, happens. It happens to the best of us. I try to give it the beep beep, like a little <laughs> honk honk. Come on. Just a friendly reminder. Just the beep beep. Hey, yeah. the light's green. But I don't pull my hand far enough away on the steering on the horn to give it the sec like to have it cut out so I can give the second beep. So what I give instead is beep. <laughs> what happened? They finally realize they're like, oh, and they, they pull out into the intersection. Did you feel bad? No. Well not a little well, they, bit. They deserved at, it. at that moment, Were just a little bit. Phones? It's what happens next oh. that made me feel bad. So as they pull out, I, I couldn't say phones, it was too dark. As they pull out, I start to follow them, but then the lights changed orange. Like, they've waited so long really? that by the time... Was this the one short... over, over here near the golf course? Yeah. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, they are quick lights. Yeah, it's a quick light. So you'd only get maybe three cards in there at the best of times. So, they've taken the entire green. They pull out as it goes orange. But because they were moving, I was already half committed to entering the intersection. By the time my wheels get the front, the light's gone red. But I'm kind of in that, oh, oh, oh do I go? Do I not go? Oh, shit. So I just floor it and boot it <laughs> Straight. around the corner. <laughs> Straight. <laughs> I ran over three children. Yeah. No, I, I floored it. I get fly, like I come around the corner. What has that, what that's made the people in front of me feel is that I've gone beep and oh, then I've no. fucking sunk the foot in to chase after them. So in a 60 zone, they've taken off at like 80 k's <laughs> an hour <laughs> thinking great. I was about to chase them. Yeah, you better run, Egg. And, and there's been a couple really publicised like incidents of road rage in Australia <laughs> the last few weeks. Carjackings. So, like, they were terrified <laughs> that in the middle of the dark in North Geelong, they were about to get their heads stopped. See that didn't my car from someone's fucking head. <laughs> So anyway, that happened. That was fun. Yeah, that's great. Alrighty. So, what was your favourite moment from Treehouse of Horror Five? Um, it's a toss-up for me between Homer's just instant joy of being locked in the freezer um, mm-hmm. and the just just discovering all the food. And you know what? I really enjoyed, and it kicked off like a sense of nostalgia in me that I'd forgotten even existed in this episode. Just the opening. Outer Limits style with the voice um, on the modulator. It's, it's the best intro for Trias of Horror. Really of all. great, yeah. yeah. It reminded me not only, I mean, obviously it's parodying the Outer Limits, but what it actually specifically took me back to was the Bermuda Triangle ride at SeaWorld, mm. where the like they the had log that log ride. No, no, no log I, you're in a you're in a boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you came out of the volcano, the yep. massive fire, but. Yeah. Like that had some great theatrics about it, where they really sold the story about how aliens had hacked into the system, mm. and something about the voice. I think it was just took me back to that moment. So that that was small as it was. It was it it really set something off in me. I love the way Dan in that moment goes. <laughs> <laughs> that clip is on the um, songs in the cave Springfield, or one of the CDs anyway. It's uh, I think it's songs in the cave Springfield. Must but be the other one, Ghost Simsonic of the Simpsons, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, it's on one of the Simpsons CDs. My favorite moment is when Homer enters the perfect world, but then there's no donuts. 
<laughs> that is pretty great. <laughs> great reveal. Oh, it's raining it's, again. It's Homer's reaction. And she's like, what's a donut? And he screams. Yeah. Oh, Everything's so, so perfect, but he just boots out of there. <laughs> so I'm amazing. done. I'm done with this world. Yes, perfect. Um, I've got some trivia. Did you write I've some trivia? I've got some trivia. trivia. Yeah, you kick off this week. I will. Before I get into the trivia, I've got a quick shout out. Shout mm. out to my homegirl, I'm going to call her. Girl. Bridie Leone. Now, I've spoken. I know Bridie Leone. Do you? Yes. That fascinates me. <laughs> I have spoken many times about. Nacho, Michael Leone, Bridie's husband. Yeah. Um, so, Bridie... Oh, maybe that's where I've seen her then. Maybe. But Wait. anyway, Bridie... Wo- I, I used to go to high school with Bridie. Bridie works with some people that listen to the show. Now, she will not give me their names, and that upsets me, because I wanted to name and shame, but she won't allow it to happen. But there was some conversation around the water cooler at work one day a few weeks back, with a say? bit of... You know, people do, talking about podcasts and that sort of thing. One's going, I'd listen to Four Finger Discount, and someone else said, I really like Four Finger Discount. And Bridie <laughs> says... I know the guy that hosts that. <laughs> they didn't believe her. Like, refuse. They're like, no. You obviously, just, you obviously just listen to the show and you're just a fan. There's no way that you could know him. I only live in the so, same town. I will clarify, for the sake of Bridie's honour, yes, Bridie does know me. And I thought I knew her until Mitch made me question whether I knew her or not. <laughs> I know of her. <laughs> you've heard of her. Yeah. I know her, you've heard of her. That's about as close as any listener has ever come <laughs> to yes. a four-figure discount. <laughs> Well, hello, Bridie. Bridie or Briny? Bridie with a D. Bride D. Okay, cool. Trivia. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That's right. You said I'll kick it off. That probably yes. means I should have opened it up. What movie does Congress suggest you watch instead of this episode of The oh, Simpsons? That's going to be one of my questions. I didn't write it down. 200 miles to Oregon. Oregon. What day did The Simpsons first travel to Burns' mansion? Comes up with oh, a day. Tuesday? Tuesday, yep. Yep, okay. Which characters are killed in the opening credits tombstone sequence? Uh, it is Mo hanging, then Patty and Summer mm-hmm. get set on fire. Yes. And then you see Skinner get his head cut off. But there's yes. already Krabappel and Hoover? Two more. No, not Hoover. But you're doing very well. Uh, it's school-related people. No? One one school-related. One school-related. One not. Oh, I'm not going to get it then. Wiggum and Willie. Wiggum and Willie. Okay. How many John Denver specials were done at the mansion? Five. Five, yes. When is Willie's time? That's my next question. Four to five. <laughs> That's one of my favourite jokes of yes. the entire thing. I'll be... <laughs> Don't go reading my mind between four and five. That's Willie's time. I feel like it would have been a good gag there had Bart gone to get Willie or try to contact Willie between four and five and go... Mm, no, Willie's time. I'll look at the clock and see that it's like four thirty or something. Yeah, you d- you wouldn't have to vocalize it, but like he'd be running th- running through the house. Yeah, he's like, I know what I'm going to do, and then sees the clock. Like, ah, so then he has to come up with another idea. Yeah, that yep, could yep, have worked. Yep. What does Marge take from the cool room when she dumps Homer in there? Uh chili, chili. Yes. Yeah. What you can? <laughs> it's amazing how much of my trivia came from this first segment. Actually, yeah, I've stopped now. <laughs> Which famous horror characters drag Homer? Out of the cool room. Okay, so I remember seeing... So there's the uh, Dracula. Yes. Freddy. Yes. Werewolf Man. Uh, Wolfman, yeah. yes. Mummy. Yes. Is it Jason? Jason Voorhees is in there and there is one more, slightly more obscure one. Uh, but slasher films? Yeah. Very, very famous. It's not Michael Myers, is it? No, but your company, Pop Culture, yes. will have sold a truckload of these dolls. Chucky. Not Chucky. No, no, Chucky. Sorry. I sh- I, I, but, and <laughs> so he's quite short. But the icons. The icons are Jason, Michael, Freddy, Slashes. More than one film? Several. Probably. Oh, shit. Off the top of my head, there's, prob- there's at least five. Shit. I can't think of it. Who? Uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Pinhead. Fuck. He's not a slasher. 
It's a, a horror. He's a demon. Oh, well, he doesn't carry a knife. Oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's what the definition. Slasher means carrying a knife and slash people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> ten films. Yeah, a lot of Hellraiser. Yeah. Mm. Pinhead's very cool. Um, so you're done with trivia? No, no, I've got a few more. Okay, cool. I mean, I'm done with the shinning. Okay. Do you have more? I have two more. Go. Okay, well, I'll ask next one. What does the sign say at the front of the Flanders Centre where they all get taken? God, uh, no, I missed that. I where, was eating some chips. Where the elite meet to have their spirits broken. Ah, cool. I think the same thing set out the front of Scientology. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Scientologists out there, take me on. What is grade F meat made of? My next question, what is grade F meat made of? <laughs> I hate it when we do this. I know, mostly circus animals and some filler. And some filler, yes. What's your next question? How long does it take to cook Uda? Uh, seven minutes a pound? Yes. What setting does Skinner turn the... Electric play uh, thing too. Gooify. Gooify, correct. And I'm done. With and that trivia. is me done for the trivia as well. We had the same number of yes. questions. That never happens. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's simpatico. And how many questions were the same? Two or three? Right. And they're in the right order as well. As you asked them, they mm. were my next question. Yeah. A few facts about the episode. Uh, we mentioned earlier about Merck and deliberately wanted to make it more gorier because yep. of the Congress crackdown on TV violence. I and love that, uh, what's the word? I guess instinct in performers. To like, be, whenever you get told, don't do this, to just go do it and do it bigger, even if you were never planning on doing it. Like, there's, I've got that kind of element of like, you know, you might be hosting a fashion show or something, and they'll be like, now no swearing when you're up there. And you're like, well, I wasn't going to before. Yeah. <laughs> but, but now that you've told me not to, a little bit of me wants to. Yeah, yeah. It's like wet paint. You yeah. Don't, you don't put a wet paint sign there. No. Well, you, you have to, I guess. Not legally, but morally. Well, if you just say wet paint, but not wet paint. Well, like, if an old lady sits on the seat. And she, don't oh. throw in, don't touch. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Don't touch really. Good advice. Turns <laughs> it up. Also, Roy. Now, Roy from the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show. Mm. He actually made his first appearance in Time and Punishment, oh. but he was in a deleted scene where the Simpsons have an extra son and it was Roy, but yeah, they cut okay. that clip out and then they reused it for the Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie show because the whole episode was about how they were told to add another character yeah. and that was... Yeah, w- works better than much. Pretty much, uh, sorry, works much better the way. You like what you were just saying, they suggested. How about you put another character in, and they just made it a joke. Yeah, yeah. Also, in Time and Punishment, one of the animators was asked to draw one of the houses made completely out of squirrels. Mm. So for two days straight, he spent drawing this house made of like a thousand different squirrels, and then they cut it. And because he cracked, <laughs> that's so brutal, and he felt so annoyed by this that he then used that image for Christmas cards, and whenever he could use that image. After that point, that animator used it. Yeah, right. Except it wasn't in the episode. Okay. But I think if you watch the DVD, it's part of the deleted scenes. It's kind of cool that he owns something, though, that he can just... Yeah. yeah. It's his. Um, my first takes on this, by the way, I like this was the last episode to... On the whole episode. On the whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the last episode to not have the... Yeah. Sorry, the first episode to have this theme and this breakdown of not having the scenes, as I've mentioned. The wraparounds and stuff. I I miss having one of the family members walk out and explain what's about to happen Mm. to you. There's something about that, that like Marge in front of the red curtain is so cool. Like it's like they're putting on a theatre show for you. It was a nice way to set up the fact that it's a non-canon episode. It's like this is, you know... She's acknowledging the fact that this is a TV show and it's not real, but it is scary, so blah, blah, blah. I, I just... That 30 seconds to a minute is a very cool way to kick off an episode. I'm not sure whether it would work now because oh, I guess they're still considered... What they do in the Trace of Horrors is still graphic and violent. Yeah. Yeah. It was Sideshow Bob killing Bart. Yeah, was, yeah. You know, fucking 
what was it, fishing spear and, thing through the heart. And I'm not sure with the current episodes that they're short on time. So this mm. would be a good way to fill in something decent. Yeah. Perhaps. Uh, also, in the final segment, Nightmare Cafeteria, Homer does not make any appearances until the final clip where they get turned inside mm. out. And I never really realised this until I read the fact. Yeah, that might be that might explain in some way why it was your favourite episode when you were younger, by the way, because it's one of the few that's told entirely from a kid's perspective. Possibly, yeah. Maybe they cut him... Oh, he was actually in a scene that got deleted with him and Lisa mm. talking about cooking Mealhouse, but I guess the reason you don't notice it is because the first two are so Homer-heavy. Yeah, true. It's not like you're watching the episode thinking, where's Homer? Yeah. Um, the other thing, oh, it just occurred to me then that what that what Nightmare Cafeteria does so well is it makes it feel like the same way Goosebumps books felt in that the, a couple little kids that are hopeless up against some insane amount of peril uh, that makes it so easy for That's you to relate comparison. to. It does feel like a Goosebumps episode, doesn't it? Mm. But maybe a little bit, a little more, bit more violent, violent and graphic, but, yeah. but still along those lines. I mean, you wouldn't see the blood in Goosebumps, but the, the, they put that, they gonna, plant that idea in your mind. Say, that Goosebumps the still had its ability, like say cheese and die. I'm pretty sure the cover of that was a skeleton at a barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Goosebumps did go pretty dark for for its target audience. Yep, yep, yep. They, they took more of the, the Jaws approach, though. Less is more. Mm. They made the kids think of what was happening as yeah. opposed to showing it to you. Yeah, yeah. But we're not here to review Goosebumps. We're here to oh, review Trespass. I was talking about the books, not the actual TV show. Oh, but anyway, I'm yeah. thinking of the TV show, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but overall, a fantastic Trails of yep. Horror. Now, it kicks off, as you said, with Marge's announcement. And you're right, it does... It adds that bit of nostalgia to it because I, I miss these, like you said. And did you, cut, did you t- also mention that the, yeah, this is the last time they had the tombstones? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so this was... And the, this is the la- Yeah, right. Yeah, the only tombstones they show are amusing tombstones and RIP. Yeah. Because they were sick of having to come up have with different with tombstones. Yeah. Yep. So they cut that out. You know, the interesting... Or not the interesting thing, but what I noticed about the tombstones the most is that it really set the tone early that this was going to be a more violent episode. Because mm. the tombstones previously, nothing actually happened other than going through the graveyard. Whereas with this one, as we mentioned, there's about eight characters that get killed in that opening sequence. This probably is the first really violent treehouse of horror. What yeah. in the last one? You had the devil and Homer Simpson. Yeah. Well, I suppose he gets chopped mm. up in hell and stuff. It's not overly violent. No. It's not bloody violent. No. And it's not real either. It's kind of... Uh, it's, it's so far pushing beyond the realm that yeah. you don't feel like it's actually happening to him. Whereas the, Willie copping the axe in the back feels yeah, real in this. and the blood coming out. The, you do get the, the gremlin holding up Flanders' head. Yeah, As close true. as it gets that's, to violent. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> um, church boys, probably pretty violent. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it is overall much more consistent throughout the entire episode here. 100%. So it kicks off with your favourite, The Shinning. Yes. Or Room 742. Oh, so you're going to do some alternate names. Yeah, alternate yes. names for the alternate others. names for the segments. You're going to do it as, as we get to each one? Yes. Okay, so room... Room 742. Room 742. Which is a reference to Room 237, the yep. very famous room from The Shining, a documentary about the making of The Shining Room. To, yep, anyway, just for people that needed to connect the docs and go, what the fuck's he talking about? Why? Anyway, you could do that was docu- the best I could come up with. You could do a with. documentary about The Shining and call it that. You could. Probably wouldn't be a very long documentary, but you could. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> but I like it. It's a good title. The family all drive into Mr. Burns's. Now, it's his mansion. It's not a hotel, is it? It's just his house, isn't it? Because uh, it's the Bates Motel. It's not Bates Motel. What, what motel is it? The, um, the Overlook. Overlook Hotel. The Overlook Hotel. Um, I don't know if it's just his house. I, I don't know if the setting is just his house. It's, it's not just his house in the 
book. Like it is a legitimate hotel that just shuts for yeah. business during the winter. Yeah. Um, so let's let's run with that. Maybe it's a hotel that Burns runs. Okay. It's a little side gig. Side yep. hustle for yes. Burns. <laughs> side hustle. And they realize that Homer has left the front door unlocked. Mm. So and then you get the great dunk, smash cut to Wednesday. Like that that it, that's one of that was my first laugh out loud moment because it takes what is such a dramatic concept of the shining and and just completely undermines it and it's hilarious the music was perfect for the shinning as well wasn't yeah. it yeah especially that final scene where they're running out of the house in the mm. snow it just really built it up the, the the fear yeah it's genuinely intense well it was a long trip but we're almost there homer did you remember to lock the front door of the house don't well it's been two long trips but we're finally almost there again when you locked the front door did you remember to lock the back door don't don't Best example of leaving someone behind, by the way, in pop culture for me is Little Miss Sunshine, where they leave Olive behind. I still haven't seen it. Oh, really? It's great. They're driving a van that is really difficult to get started, and I think by this point even the brakes aren't working properly. So they realise that she's missing, and then they have to double back, but then do like this slow crawl through the car park of the gas station as she's running after the van to try and jump in with, uh, I think, Steve Carell's character screaming, No one gets left behind! <laughs> <laughs> They arrive, and Burns is happy to see them. The sea monkeys that he ordered. Yes. <laughs> That's a real 90s product. Sea Can monkeys? you still buy sea monkeys? I, I don't I had, know. I had them. Did you ever have them? Uh, yeah, I had them. When, I think every kid had them at some point. It's, every kid wanted them, that's for sure. It's so weird that they're just these crystals, and then they become living things. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Were they actually living things, or were they just... I don't know what they were. They, 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 I feel like it was an illusion. I'm going to look it up because I protected them with my life. <laughs> my, my friends used to try and shake it up and I was like, don't kill them. All right, let's look up sea monkeys. Are they real? Do they even still exist? The original sea monkeys. Let's go. Uh, they're, they're brine shrimp. So they just got eggs, did they? And freeze them or Must something? Must have been. Freeze-dried shrimp. Um, Could they grow any bigger? Or they just... Well, actually, you did have to feed them. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you had to give them food. So, so, they must so have been it was the 90s things. version of an ant farm. Kind of, yeah. Except I think you also could still get ant farms. I got worms. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> but anyway, so they're not sea monkeys. They are here to look after Burns' mansion. Mm-hmm. He starts giving them a tour of the place, running through all the different things, built on an Indian burial ground, John Devers specials, whatnot. Homer's yep. not impressed by that. Then we get one of the first references to the shinning. Outside the shining, of, well, outside of the Overlook Hotel and everything. Yeah. The blood. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, odd. The blood usually gets off on the second floor. Yeah. Great joke. Speaking of The Shining, a mate of mine at work, Andy, has this awesome rug that mm-hmm. is the carpet from The Shining. You know, oh, the, really? The, the, di- the orange diamonds? Yeah, it's yeah, It's a yeah. giant floor rug. It's the best. You brought it into work. Really tie the room together. Yeah. So then it cuts to Bart trimming through the hedge maze. Yeah, made found a shortcut. A yeah, found a shortcut. Uh, found, not made. Yes. <laughs> found a shortcut in your hedge maze. You ever done a hedge maze before? There's um, one in... Uh, not a hedge maze, Drysdale. but I've done a maze. Is there one in Drysdale Hedge Maze? That's not a hedge maze, is it? No. Okay. <laughs> it's I called. Haven't been there. It's called a maze in things. Ah, oh, no, that's a wooden maze, and that's not in Drysdale technically. Oh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> in that direction, isn't it? It's, it's down that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of like in between suburbs. It's between Drysdale and Ocean Grove. Yeah. For you know the locals for, listening, for travellers that want to come for, down for Brady listening and and hang out in a six year old kind of environment. 
not as in it's six years old, but it's ripe for six-year-olds. Yeah. Because if you're a little bit too tall at that place, you can see over the maze. Someone that I work with did do a maze over the weekend. Okay. And got, like, they were stuck in the maze. They Genuinely lost. Uh, yeah, well, to, like, they didn't know exactly where they had to go and it started hailing while they were there. So oh, no. They just copped hail, <laughs> <laughs> like, in the maze. It had nothing that they could... Part of the show. No shelter, nothing they could do. It's like the labyrinth. Just yeah. Jareth just causing shit Serves to happen. right, I say. <laughs> this is where we get introduced to Willie having the shinning. The shinning. Not the shining. Don't you mean shining? Because yeah. we don't want to get sued. No, no. Get away, you little... No, no, go easy on the wee one. His father's gonna go crazy and chop them all into haggis. What's haggis? <gasps> Boy, you read my thoughts. You've got the shinning. You mean shining. Shh, you wanna get sued? Now look, boy, if your dad goes gaga, you just use that shin of yours to call me and I'll come a-running. But don't be reading my mind between four and five. That's Willie's time. I... Call the shining the shinning more often than not. What do you mean? Like, well, day to day life. I feel like a lot of people make the mistake by calling the shining the shinning without realizing that they're saying shinning. Um, Especially Simpsons fans. Like, I would say the shinning, mm. and then go, oh, "Wait a minute, the shining." Yeah, I'm right. just so used to saying the shinning. I think it's because I saw. I think sh- I probably go the opposite way, and I refer to the episode, really? like the Simpsons version, as the shining too much see, because I I've, I loved the movie. See, I feel I think it's because I watched the shinning before I saw the shining. Yeah. Okay. So, I actually mentioned this in our book, how The Shinning was one of those ones that introduced me to a horror film that my mum wouldn't let me watch. So, it was my way of watching the movie vicariously through The Simpsons. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. So, Bart is now fully aware that he can communicate to Willie. Yep. Telekinetically. Telekin... No, what's the... Uh, Telekinetic? Telepathic. Telepathic, yes. Telekinetic is when you can move shit. Move shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what Carrie is. Hmm. Uh, Burns has decided to cut off the cable, the beer... Is it three things? Beer, cable... Uh, Cable. I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah. For some reason, I think it was the third thing. Maybe not. And Smithers says, maybe this is why the last family went crazy. Yeah. Well, previous caretakers, yeah. plural. <laughs> like, it's, it's, this has happened several times. Yeah. Yep. Which I like because it means that it could potentially exist in the same universe as the Jack Nicholson version. True. Mm. Yep. Homer doesn't seem to be bothered at first that there's no cable. Cable's out. Oh, well, I'll have a beer. Not a drop in the house. <laughs> what do you know? Marge is surprised. I can't believe yeah. her. Why are you taking this? Then just loses it immediately. Yeah. Says so he's going to go check out the Axe Collection to calm down. Ends up going to the, the bar and we get introduced to the Ghost Mo. Yes. All I've written here is that this is, again, it's what a parody should be. Like yes. Mo is, it, it's such a, it's so perfect that it almost couldn't have happened. Like it would have been staring them in the face. But it's just so perfect to insert Mo into that. Like, you've got this horror movie with a great bartender. You put him in there. And it's just great because the bartender in The Shining is so calm and so statesmanly. And then you you throw Mo into there, mm. who's like, ah, Homer. <laughs> like, it's just that rough edge to the character. It's, it's a brilliant, brilliant mix. The ghouls and I are a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen, is it Passenger? The movie with uh, Chick from Hunger Games. What's her name? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence and Chris oh, Pratt. Passengers. Passengers. Um, no, I haven't. Speaking seen of it. creepy bartenders, there's one in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, spoil- I've seen him in the trailers. Spo- okay. I was gonna say you don't know the spoiler. Do you, Not sorry? about the bartender. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll leave it at that then. Okay. But yeah, he's very creepy. Yeah. I think time will tell for passengers. By the way. Like, there was a big backlash when that came out. I about, liked the movie. I, as much as I still haven't seen it, I really like the concept. I really like those two actors. And I th- think too many people picked up on, like, what one person... One person's had a negative idea and gone, oh, it's creepy romance and it's virtually date rape and blah, 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 blah. And then everyone else has gone, oh, that's dramatic and controversial. Let's repeat that. But I don't 
see how too many moviegoers could have actually would actually think it. Having read that aspect of the plot, I don't think it like yeah, it's flawed and no you can't forgive him for it but sometimes you want your characters in movies to do things that you can't the, forgive them for the thing is that's what's interesting about a movie characters. real human in that situation would probably do the same thing yeah 100 percent. you're not going to sit there and die alone going, oh but this is probably date rape i probably shouldn't do this. no but he doesn't rape her anyway yeah well yeah but i would hope <laughs> <laughs> but the ending just left me a little flat that's the okay. only thing i'll say but that's all i'll say about the movie but it is i would recommend watching it finally a movie i've seen that you haven't yeah, it's one of the few. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen Labyrinth. What? Yeah. Throw that out there for people. You kidding? No, I'm I'm not kidding. I never saw Labyrinth. I'm if, Nikki, if you're listening, I apologize, but I I have <laughs> I, I make up for it by having watched the live performance of Rebel Rebel with 10,000 musicians across three different continents about 40 times. That's my justification. But you haven't seen Dance Magic Dance. No. No. I I know enough to be able to go, you know, I do who do we do you do blah blah blah. <laughs> what? I don't know. So there's there's <laughs> nothing from the movie where he says that. <laughs> I'm sure there's a bit about that. I do, he do, we do. What? You do, we do. We all... <laughs> no, there is nothing where David Bowie says that in the film. You do, Hold do. on. <laughs> if there is, it's lost on me. Hmm. Well, I haven't seen anything about Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Good film. But anyway, back to the episode. And this is where we get probably... No, it is the most iconic moment from the shinning mm. where Homer goes crazy. So Marge walks yeah, in, yeah, yeah. finds a typewriter, which is the moment in the movie where shit gets real. Yeah, where Jack has just been typing nothing but all work and no play makes yeah. Jack a dull boy over in different and over ways. and over again. Yeah, yeah, different ways on thousands of pages of paper. Yeah. Which How I did great at is least... in that scene? Oh, he's so good. You're like... In his whole in the whole movie, you, he's like, so good. You, he, he scares you. With the baseball bat? Yeah. Honey? I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. You didn't let me finish my sentence. Yeah. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. I'm just going to bash your, your brains, brains in. in. I'm just going to bash them right the fuck in. And you're like, oh my. <laughs> you're like, I don't think he's acting. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, always thought that, um, Shelley Duvall, uh, I'm pretty sure Shelley Duvall, that movie, um, uh, always thought that she, like, given these really painfully timid baseball, yeah. I'm like, extend your arms, woman. Yeah. <laughs> You have the upper ground. Yes. One bump to the forehead. It's over, Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just going to play the clip of Homer going crazy. Well, do you reckon you could recite Homer going crazy? What, with all the... Don't mind if I do. No. Try it. No, no, I, I, I wouldn't be able to. It was Dan's work. Yes, let's play it. <laughs> So that is the moment that everyone remembers from this... What do we, what do we call these? Stories? Segment? Segments, yeah. Stories? Segments. Yeah, 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 either or. But it's just amazing acting from Dan. You wouldn't, you know in the script it would have just said Homer goes crazy and Dan yeah. just went crazy. Yes. Nice little touch though of when he's going up the stairs, scared the cat, looks into the mirror and scares yes, himself. that's so funny. That's what knocks him out. Yeah. <laughs> so Marge... Because you couldn't really have Marge hit him with the baseball bat. I suppose he, they probably could have in this one. Well, they could have. They were going yeah. for violent, but it's yeah, just the Simpsons twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He then gets dragged to the fridge. Is it all the cool room? You said freezer, cool room, whatever. It, yeah, whatever thing. it is. Marge then goes some chili. Mm. And Homer, as you said... <laughs> but even like that. Stay here until you're no longer great. Oh, chili. Yes. <laughs> Homer then realises that there's food. Yeah. And Homer's like, Homer, you done? Nope. Can't kill. Eating. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such a Homer moment mm. that he's gone from being wanting to kill his family to, one minute, it's just food. Yeah. 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 Dragged yeah. out of there, wants yeah. to get back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, that could have been me getting dragged out of the front yeah. Dutchman. Then he 
the family then eating dinner and they're all a bit on edge because Homer's lost his mind at mm. where he is, what he's doing. Well, they know they think he's in the fridge. Yeah. And then Homer... We get the the montage of intros yes. is what so comes starts, next. So starts the, cutting down doors. You think yeah, it's the door iconic, where the family are, but it's Here's not. Johnny. Here's Johnny! Don't! David Letterman! Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. Don't! I'm Mike Wallace, I'm Marley Schaefer, and I'm Ed Bradley. All this and Andy Rooney tonight on 60 Minutes. Margin calls the police, ends it with over. <laughs> <laughs> over. Oh, well, thank God that's <laughs> over. <laughs> Classic <laughs> joke. Yes, so good. Uh, I don't think the Simpsons have done that before, though. No. As cliche as it is. That's like a Naked Gun style yeah. um, bit of comedy. Yep. It's so good. I always appreciate that sort of stuff. <laughs> But then uses the shin of his to call mm-hmm. William to come help. The little fat boy and his family are in trouble, so he comes <laughs> to save him. Yep. Now, throws his TV into the handheld TV. Yeah. I've never seen this before. The handheld TVs, you ever seen them before? Um, Not in real life, no. No, no, no. I, I've only ever seen them in on TV shows. And if you're not, if you watch this for the first time, he throws into the snow, but they focus, they sort of close in on the, the, the TV in the snow. Yeah. Just sort of remind you that it's going to be set, there. Just yep. set it up. Then he goes to he bursts in, goes to save the family, and Homer just Acts kills him instantly, just straight away. So yeah. the family then run out. It's great music here. It's, it's very, yeah. it's just the movie basically. Yeah, and they're running out, and Lisa finds Willie's TV, shows Homer, and he snaps out of Urge it. Urge to kill. Yeah, dropping or fading, um, fading, 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 rising, rising, gone. Yeah. And then again, like the cut to uh, rather than just be Jack frozen in the snow, we get the whole family frozen yes. together. Yep, yep, yep. Still watching the TV though, and still alive. Just notice what they're watching is the song and dance that's at the end of the episode. Oh, Same tune. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Next one is time and punishment, or a sound of blunder. Why a sound? Uh, because I told uh, I mentioned this last week that uh, okay, is it a parody. Time and punishment is a parody of the Ray Bradbury story, The Sound of Thunder. Ah, nice. I like it. Thank you. Try and think of a name that has toast in it. Why? Because <laughs> it's got a toaster. Anyway, the family are all eating breakfast, and Homer is very thankful for his life. He's very happy, mm-hmm. but then his hands jammed in the toaster. Um, trying to think of a toast name, aren't you? I am. Yeah, the toast important thing about time travel. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's, will, that's that's good off the top of your head. <laughs> this is a gag that I've always loved. So he yep. bangs it, gets it off. Dad, it's in there again. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> that is a really funny opening. Just opening piece. Yeah. Yeah. Great slapstick comedy. The next scene where he's trying to fix the toaster reminds me of when Marge sacrificed a very expensive camera to get yeah, some quiet yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Needing some important tools. Rock. Rock. <laughs> a couple of hours later, comes back and it's all fixed. Doesn't even need a PowerPoint anymore. No, he's basically put like a flux capacitor in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Mind you, it didn't really need a PowerPoint in the first place because he was still getting electrocuted after he'd pulled it out of the wall. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Already a magic toaster. Yes, magic toaster. The beauty of Trias of Horror. When he's going through, he says the line... I'm the first non-Brazilian guy to travel through time. Yeah, what's that about? Now, that, that's about nothing. So basically, it was ori- <laughs> it was originally, and Matt Groening's annoyed that they changed it. It mm. was originally, I'm the first non-fiction character to travel through time. Right. Right. And they changed that to Brazilian. And because they said it over and over and over again to the point where they didn't find it funny anymore. And then they, for su- David Merkin says in the commentary, or one of them says in the commentary, the word Brazilian just sounded funny in the ta- in the writer's room that we just threw it in there. And now we regret that we changed it. Yeah, that's really baffling. Yeah. So, it's, it literally means nothing except for the fact that they thought Brazilian sounded funny. Okay. But it's supposed to be the first non-fiction character. Yep. Which is actually funny. Mm. Or funnier. Y- yeah. <laughs> Homer then arrives to the time when dinosaurs weren't just confined to zoos. 
and he remembers grandpa's advice that he told him on his wedding day to don't step on anything or sit on anything. Don't step on anything. If you go, if you travel back three um, times. Yeah, don't touch anything. Yeah, don't step on anything. Don't ruin it because uh, the slightest change can ruin the future. Mm. Which is great advice for yeah. your wedding day. He then kills a mosquito because it's bothering him. Not thinking about the fact that a mosquito could actually affect anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love... That's a, a like a, a quote that comes up in my life a lot where you find me ever killing insects. Like, stupid bug, you go squish now. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it that? Yeah, that is that moment, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and the sound too, that... Yeah. As the, as the bug's dying. <laughs> he, goes back to, he goes back to what he thinks is present time and walks in. It all seems normal, but unfortunately, what's happened, Mitch... Uh, that mosquito has what caused what to happen. One? Flanders um, has become the Flanders ruler of has the world. become yeah, like the unchallenged ruler of the world. Yeah, which, which for Homer is terrible. worst nightmare. He's actually he and com- really for everyone. Like this is a pretty like nineteen eighty four style dystopian society that Flanders is running here. Well, I, I've said this just this feel- flat up cutting people's bits of people's brains out. It feels like a late eighties, early nineties Schwarzenegger sci fi film. Yeah, like Running Man or something yeah, like that. Yeah, or even like Total Recall kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. just going back through time. The time traveler's slice. I like it. That is good. Yeah, that Sorry. is good. Yeah. <laughs> I love how. If you notice that I haven't said a lot during this review, it's because I've been thinking <laughs> toast. different toast phrases. I thought Harry's acting of Ned in this is amazing. Yeah. He just he's so evil. In Sector Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so patronizing, you know. Yeah. The he's family still upbeat despite being horrible. The family get taken to the center. The hooks, right? What are you smiling at? What are you smiling at? But you hear Flanders, just don't worry, just let the hooks do the work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then I noticed one little error of of sorts in this. When Mm -hmm. they're all lined up and you've got all of the different Neds, like everyone's wearing green jumpers. Yeah. There is one man not wearing a jumper. He is wearing a jacket. Is it green? Yes. So it's still Flanders-esque? To an extent, but why would he be the only one when everyone else is wearing a sweater? Maybe he's under, maybe he's like a mole. Maybe. Ready to take the whole regime down. Like he's just... He's Schwarzenegger. <laughs> There's a backstory. <laughs> Let's go back and revisit this world. Let's create a podcast about characters like that guy and create backstories for them. It's basically like fan fiction or yeah. slash fiction. Yeah. How many of them are going to end in homoerotic trysts? It has to happen. It's slash fiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Flanders is mentioning how, you know, the... They're going to be all fine and it's going to end with a lobotomy. Mm-hmm. Also great acting here from Hank of Mo. The lobotomized Mo. Yeah, they let you keep so a piece bad, of brain. Homer. Yeah, that was <laughs> quite good. Thank you. Do it again. I think it was because I was yawning at the yeah. time. <laughs> it's not so bad. No, I can't it do it. It was good now. <laughs> yeah, no, this verse was really good. <laughs> but Homer's having none of this. He does not want a lobotomy at all because he sees the family and can't follow us father or whatever. It's yeah, bliss. Yeah, yeah. Always struggled to understand what Marge was saying when I was a kid. Yeah, it took me a long time because bliss isn't really a word that you use as a child. No, I don't feel like Julie pronounces it correctly here. Like, doesn't it's pretty drawn out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Homer goes to escape, get chased by the dogs, get the hounds onto him. Mm. You think it's the, the classic wiener, gag, the wiener gag. Away to the dog. Wiener gag is one of my favorite Homer gags of all yeah. time. Eats them. <laughs> the was it the wieners that give me this the power I need the, to get the, away. Yeah, or the, shot the strength of energy, I need, boost of energy, or something like that. But what is great is that. It, like, it's stupid, but it works. Yeah. And I love that. Like, you're, you're like, you're an idiot, Homer, but he gets his little speed boost from it anyway. <laughs> it's like getting a mushroom in Mario Kart. Yeah, or Popeye eating spinach. Yes, yep, yep. I just feel here, though, that when he gets into the house, the dogs are chasing him, gets into the house, says, I've got, I've got to get away fast or whatever, I've got to get back, puts the toaster down. It would have been nice just to have the dogs nearly get to him. Yeah, just to keep that element of tension there. Yeah, like it didn't have to be there. Day after tomorrow style, one of them goes clunking into the door. Yeah, yeah, or even Lemon of Troy. Yeah, 
You know, when it hits the door? Just yep. that, that kind of moment. Anyway, so then Homer goes back and he's trying to avoid, he sees a T-Rex, mm-hmm. he's like, got to get away from it, sits on the yeah, fish. Don't change anything, but also don't be eaten by a T-Rex. Yes, That's yeah. another rule yeah, about yeah. time travel. I wonder what happened to their future if, well, Bart and Lisa make it wouldn't be born. Mm. Marge would be the president of the United States. Yeah. That's pretty much how it would have yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he sits on the fish. Mustn't crush, mustn't you, made it! Oh, I wish, I wish I hadn't killed that fish. Another mm. great sound effect. <laughs> yeah, that was. And have you, as tragic as this is, it reminded me of Ash had a friend who, I don't know. Is this going to end with an animal dying? It does. How bad? What kind of animal? A cute little fluffy duck. <laughs> mm. Little two-year-old. Had a pet duck. Took it everywhere. Oh, no. One day, straight on it. And, you know, distraught as you would be. But there's something about it that's just that tiny bit, like... I, I, won't know, I won't even say that that's funny, but I just saw that and it made me think of that. And, like, in a cartoon, it's funny, but in real life, it's fucking awful. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I'm so depressed now, Mitch. What did well, you do for me? Don't do be. Me? <laughs> it's just, just a highlight. I'm, like, I'm hearing the sound effect in my head and it's making me more upset. Just to highlight that cartoons have consequences, kids. Yes, don't sit on things. Yeah, don't do what... Homer does. You're trying to think of Donnie Don't? <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Hoju. So then the new world that Homer goes to, it's he's an ant or he's a bug. And there's a giant yeah. Bart and Lisa. Yeah. Hey, it's a bug that looks like Dad. Let's try and kill it. Yeah. Well, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Homer then runs and escapes again. Mm-hmm. Homer, this is the best part in the entire segment. Sneezes and wipes out yeah. all the dinosaurs, um, including pterodactyls. Amazing moment. Yeah. Just a, That's going to cost me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the it's the way they drew the T-Rex going... Like, yeah. it's trying, like, what the fuck just happened? And then it just passes out and dies. But all the different dinosaurs... Yeah. yeah. Amazing moment. And then when he gets back, it's actually a perfect world. Yeah. The irony of it. He killed everything and it's actually given him the best world. In the, like, this yeah. Homer couldn't have had a more perfect world no what was the driving the new Lexus out to Patty and Selma's funeral yeah. Ma- Maggie's got like a diamond pacifier yeah they're all loaded rains donuts it's just one of the best reveals of all if time if only he'd seen oh it's raining poor again. guy in the commentary they all burst out laughing they're like I just loved it if Homer had waited one more second yeah he would have seen it would have been fine yeah 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 Homer then goes it back it makes me a little bit sad for the fact that it doesn't rain donuts it's the in, only in thing in real life like, yeah like you get shown something that could be so great and you're like oh I want that in my world. <laughs> so then Homer has just had enough now. So he goes back and he says, don't touch something. I'll touch whatever I feel like. Steps on bugs. Oh, there's this little dinosaur steps on it. It's kills like a bat or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. He punches a fucking giant mosquito or whatever. Mm. And this is where we get the different uh, houses. Just a montage of yeah. a bunch of different things. So the Underwater world. Flintstone house. Yep. So we got the shoe from the... What poem is that? Oh, uh, Old Mother Hubbard. Rhyme. Old Mother Hubbard. That's it. Yep, yep, yep. Wait. No, not Old Mother Hubbard. She lived in the cupboard. Um, the shoe, the diff- all the different kids. We also we forgot to What's mention though. Name? Before that moment, Homer opens up the door and Willie says, "You're not in your own world. Yeah, I'll help you." Yeah, of course. This yes, is yes, the yes. And then we arc. get James L. Jones voicing yeah. Maggie. You're still not in your own world, Homer. I can get you home, but you have to do exactly as I. This is indeed a disturbing universe. I felt they sort of slipped in Kang and Kodos here because I felt like they had to. Didn't really add anything to the story just another yeah. way to get Peabody and the other dude back into the which are from Rocky and Bullwinkle yep but I guess there's a recurring theme that you always get Kang and Kodos in there but it just got to the point where like this here was just shoehorned in mm. it did not need to be there um, 
the nursery rhyme, nursery rhyme about an old woman who lived in a shoe was called There Was an Old Woman Who Lived in a Shoe. Ah. <laughs> she had so many children, she didn't know what to do. She gave them broth without any bread. She whipped them all soundly and put them... Ooh, whipped them? <laughs> she she oh whipped my. them all soundly and put them to bed. Good Lord. Anyway. That's not very nice. Just because you've got too many kids, you don't get... Ow. Homer goes into the house and everything seems normal. They all know... It's, it's pretty much their normal life except the family are lizards and Homer says, close enough mm-hmm. and... It lives happily ever after, I'm assuming. Time for the final segment of Treehouse of Horror 5. My personal favourite Treehouse of Horror segment of all. Did you Before we get there, did you okay. want a quick rundown of what happens in The Sound of Thunder? Yeah, or The Sound of Thunder? We should have done it at the start. But anyway. We should have, but you know, whatever, we're here now. Um, so, quick synopsis of The Sound of Thunder. What, what is this? Is this a film? Is this it's a a short, well, it's a short story. Um, it was published... Book? Book. Published as a collection yeah, of short yeah, stories, yeah. yes. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah, Within yeah, a book of yeah. a collection of shorts. It has been adapted into films in the past, but okay. the basic synopsis is the year 2055 and time travel has become a practical reality. There's a company called Time Safari that basically offered people to be able to go back in time to hunt big game animals. So the idea basically is that they'd go back in time, they'd find animals that were going to die anyway. So like someone will have travelled through and gone, Extinct. this T-Rex is sick. He's oh, going to okay, die at this yeah. time. So we go, we shoot him, you remove the bullets, you leave no impact, there's a path, like you're not allowed to move off the path. Guy goes back, T-Rex sort of makes a charge at him, he panics, he runs off the path, they end up shooting the T-Rex, there was a tree that was going to fall and kill the T-Rex anyway, it sort of falls and destroys something else. The safari guide is furious about what's going on. Um, but they they recover, they, they make the hunter the guy that's paid for this safari, go remove the bullets from the T-Rex, they come back into the present time. Things are slightly off, however, and the guy looks down and realises that he stepped on a butterfly. It's like he's got a crushed butterfly on his oh, shoe, no. and that that has made subtle differences um, and ch- ends up changing the election result in the year 2055. Mm. And that's it? Um, the, well, without giving away the ending, that's it. Okay. Mm. Wait, is this is old? Okay, when did this come out? Uh, I want to say that this was written sometime in the 80s. Okay. Oh, so no, shit. 1953. Kind of the 80s. <laughs> I reckon the, maybe one of the adaptations came out in the 80s. <laughs> okay. Nightmare Cafeteria. What is your alternate title for Nightmare Cafeteria? Served for Breakfast Club. That's good. I think it was my best one. Yeah. I was building up to something. <laughs> Nightmare Cafeteria is short and sweet, though, isn't it? I, I feel like they'd run out of puns. Yeah, it's just, this is what it yeah, is. Yeah, they're like, oh, God. Nightmare Cafeteria. Yep, yep, yep. Let's go home. It's not really a parody of anything either. It's just we're going to think of a story. Yeah. It might be a parody of something not but that it's I lost can think me. of. Um, yeah, if there is, it's beyond me and I couldn't say anything on Wikipedia. It's just we wanted to put together a horror story with the Simpsons kids. Yeah. So the kids are at school, they're all running amok as they usually do, but decides or thinks of the cool idea to turn the desk around before the teacher arrives. Yep. He's the only one that does it. Yep. Classic school gag. Yep, yep. Like, as in school scenes, like Cartman, how would you like to suck my yeah, balls? balls. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> that is funny. Just, I think it's my favourite South Park moment almost of all time. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> but um, although, the, what although, although that wasn't one where he's like, let's all do this. But it's, yeah, one of those moments where it's just one kid that acts out and everyone else who was being naughty just goes, oh. and then <laughs> the, the best part is, <laughs> what did you say? Guess Gets the mic. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What a sad boss. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. <laughs> anyway, so... Anyway, so Backwards Boy gets sent... <laughs> to detention. I do like that. All right, Backwards Boy. <laughs> I always struggled to understand what the kid behind the door was saying, but I had my headphones on when oh, I watched yeah. for this review. Do you know what he says? No, I missed it. Oxygen running out. Yeah, well, you should have uh, thought about that before you made that paper plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, on the subject of paper planes, Ben Folds is coming to Australia next year to uh, do a paper plane gig, a paper plane tour. Are you aware of how these work? 
No. I'm so excited Oh, wait, for this. yeah, you write a song and you yeah, throw it you, up. Yeah, you yeah, take yeah. it by request. So he does the first set. First half of the show is just his whatever his set list. And then the second half, you just all launch paper airplanes onto the stage and he just plays whatever he picks up. Can we throw up, like, See My Vest? You probably could, yeah. Like, he'll do covers. Let's get him to do the monorail song. It glides as softly <laughs> as a crowd. That'd be so That's cool. cool. And yeah. then we we say the bit from the from the crowd. Yeah, I'll see if that can happen. And get the whole song and dance happening. Monorail. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a he lot, would he would be up for it. A lot needs to work for that to happen. A, he needs to be very familiar with the Simpsons. Everyone knows that song, and all he has to play is boom, boom, boom. Like it's just yeah. it's, it's a simple piano tune. Yeah, true. Let's, let's, let's oh, do this. I've got a cool piano story for the mailbag as well. Actually, you just reminded me. Cool. Hmm. I really want this to happen, though. By the way, I'll try as long as he picks up the the paper plane. I'm, <laughs> Like there's going to be hundreds of them all on the stage. All of our listeners to just become groupies and just travel this until we get the monorail song to happen by Ben Yeah, okay. Pons. That can work. That'll be one hell of a YouTube video. Mm. Anyway, so. We've had one of those on-air meetings where yeah. all other thoughts stop. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare Cafeteria. So he gets some attention and Skinner reveals how it's just overcrowded. There's no yep. room left for the kids. So he gets sent to the cafeteria, the Nightmare mm-hmm. Cafeteria. And Lunch Lady Doris is mentioning how they've, due to budget cuts, they've got no food, great yep. meat, blah, blah, blah. I love that Lunch Lady Doris only ever has one emotion. Yeah, we was like, just, I don't give a wouldn't fuck. it be great if there was a solution to our problems, to both of our problems? Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, <laughs> it just walks off. And yeah, like, whatever. Jimbo then trips up Lunch Lady Doris. Mm-hmm. And she spills the food on his favorite outfit. Yeah, and this is where Skinner gets the idea of mm. eating children. Yeah, we almost weird. get like this. Next gag is almost like a Bugs Bunny style when when like the witch has caught him, and you know he's. Like when I'm sure witches caught him. Bugs Bunny did like a Hansel and Gretel style parody where okay, I've never seen there's like a big evilly kind of witch that's trying to eat him obviously and he's cleaning an oven at the time okay yeah but yeah that it's hard to keep cleaning this pot when you keep spilling meat tenderizer on me oh great now i have to work in the dark yeah yeah it's great that that's just a voiceover as well yeah great sound effect of the pot going down the pot lid yeah would have had to have been a big pot then we get the teachers enjoying their lunch in the teachers what's the word the teachers lounge lounge i guess you can call it yep faculty room faculty room yeah i think that's what it's called in america what, what did we call it in Australia? Did we call it Teacher's Lounge? I'm pretty sure. Oh, just Teacher's Room. Teacher's Room, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And it was a room that you never dared step into when you were a student. No. 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 Yeah, I reckon I went into the one at high school twice. I felt a little bit naughty even if I just saw inside there. Uh, <laughs> you're like peeking through. You're like, ooh. <laughs> you always wonder what the teachers used to get up to, whether they hang yeah. shit on the kids. They've got a TV in there. Yeah, yeah. Do you think they used to hang shit on kids when Fuck they went in there? yes. Of course. You reckon? Yes. What about other teachers? Okay, imagine you and I are teachers. You reckon we're sitting there in the middle of the lunch. Kind of like how we hang shit on the listeners when we're not doing recording the podcast. Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> but everyone hangs shit on everyone. That's what you do. It's just what we do yeah. as, as If people. the only other people you're being exposed to are kids, then yes, you're going to hang shit on them. I wonder what they said about us. Do you, reckon um, they, do you reckon teachers hated you? I don't think I gave the teachers a reason to not like me. They probably said they kiss-ass oh, dando. Some would have really liked me, some wouldn't have. I made it clear. <laughs> To them, <laughs> I don't like you, and you don't like me. I think basically my teachers exactly mirrored my emotions towards my t- t- towards them. I didn't. The ones that I wanted to like me like me, and the ones that I didn't care for had no reason whatsoever to think that I was a worthy student. Listen here, Mrs. Smith. I like you. You don't like me. Well, I like you. <laughs> I did. You know what best sums up my relationship with my teachers? I called my English teacher from Year Twelve. Um, uh, Jan Brown is her name. I called her about the book. And to say, look, you know, she was the one that got me interested in English. She, she was a very, very great teacher. And I, so I, I wanted to call to say thank you. I because, called about our book. Yeah. I was like, look, I've, I've written a book. I I've been you published. called her out about something. No, no, no. Okay. I, I just called her up and said, look, I've written this book. I've been published. There's, there's no way in hell this would have ever happened if it wasn't for your influence. So thank you very much. But I didn't get her straight away. I had to leave a message for her. 
So when I finally got on to her, the response that I got from her was, I was like, I wasn't sure if you remember me. <laughs> She's gone, no, I remember you. I got the message and I thought, Mitch Grinter, what could he possibly want? <laughs> Oh. So that's basically where I was at with most of my teachers. Well, I would do that, but my year 12 English teachers, unfortunately, are no longer with us. Oh, that's sad. But she had the same influence on me. Anyway, they get to the kids and they notice that Jimbo is missing. Something's not right. Mm. But Oh, well, hang on. We, we skip past Krabappel oh, yeah. realizing exactly what's going reveals on. The big Remember when I said that I'd make something of Jimbo? Are you telling me that you processed him and yeah. like, processed him, plot. chopped him up, and yeah. now he's serving to him? Just his little nod on the, tap on the nose. Yep, 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 yep. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> the kids then notice Jimbo's missing, and Uda wants another sloppy Jimbo, yep. so they're revealing it there, and <laughs> Skinner walks up. No, that's your third helping, young man. It's making you fat and soft and tender. Mm. Uh, you just cut in line, didn't you? Reported attention, Uder. For how long? Oh, about seven minutes a pound to do it. Then it cuts to Oktoberfest. I like that, that he's themed it. Yes. And she's like dressed up and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa is very concerned because now we're eating something called Uder Bratton or whatever it yeah. is. Skinner here, this is like what he does when he's with Superintendent Chalmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, relax, kids. I've got a gut feeling Uder's around here somewhere. <laughs> After all, isn't there a little... Uder and all of us. <laughs> in fact, you you might even say we just ate Uder and he's in our stomachs right now. <laughs> Wait, scratch that one. So good. My, yeah. One of my favorite quotes. The kids. This, this was a nice touch too. So the kids then run for, to Marge for help. Mm. She's just like, I'm not helping you. You're old enough to look after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a way of sort of keeping the parents out of the story. Yeah. Because realistically, the parents would be straight down there sorting their shit out. Everybody would be well, straight down there. The yeah, police. The, the police. <laughs> Probably not so much just the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Police, the National Guard, the army. Um, yeah. The fucking God. <laughs> like, I think if there's a school where this is a happening. A school, yes. If God exists, he is actually showing up on that front door and going, guys enough <laughs> like I didn't create you in yeah. my own image to be doing this shit yeah Marge says you just march down there and say don't eat me so the kids <laughs> are then motion to now motion. you know what that's almost like a, a parody not parody but it's almost the same principle as Nancy Reagan just say no like yeah. it's it's so ignoring the reality of the yep, situation yep 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 or like a bu- someone's bullying you. Well, you just say, you've hurt my feelings and I don't want you to do it again. <laughs> you just ignore and them. That, and that'll they, they fix keep, everything. They keep going. They keep punching. Just keep ignoring them then. They kicked me in the back of the head for three hours yesterday. I'm bleeding. Yeah. They, they'll but, only do it because you're egging them on. Yeah, I'm, My arm's broken. No. Well, you, you shouldn't have reacted. <laughs> you shouldn't have looked at them. So the kids are now all merged into a single class because the rest are all locked up and in cages being ready to be eaten. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, just being locked in a cage knowing your fate. Yeah, be Went to school one day. Well, death row, kids. basically. Yeah, pretty much. And the, the, the other kids in the class know what's up, but none of the parents want to help them. So mm. there's nothing they can do about it. They're all scared. Nice touch here of Krabappel fat now. Yeah, oh, massive. Yeah, very fat. She has eaten a lot of children. Wendell's very nervous, as he always is, and he drops the pencil on the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Detention. She's <laughs> <laughs> so happy with it. He he, walk, he looks at the other guys for help. They're like, sorry, mate. Yeah. Every man for himself. Yeah, well, what do you want us to do? Yeah. I like that they're still keeping that little bit of kind of facade about what's going on, though. That, I mean, by this point, surely they could just swipe kids and kill them and eat yeah. them, and that'd be that. But they're still waiting. Like, 
No, I need a reason to send him to detention. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's morally okay if, in their head. Yeah, if they could have just waited it out, then if they would have If you weren't naughty, fine. you wouldn't be getting eaten. Yeah. yeah, would you? Yeah, exactly. You brought it on yourself. Yes. Milhouse sees the book. This was in reference to a deleted scene. Now, apparently there was going to be a scene where Sherry was being... No, Terry was being cooked as teriyaki steak with Sherry sauce. <laughs> that's they, pretty good. Yes, and they cut that out. And this is there was a book about it or something, and that's why Milhouse sees the book, The yep. Joys of Cooking Milhouse. Yep. Milhouse then suggests let's escape because we're going to be eaten anyway. Mm. So we might as well try and escape. They then walk out. They sneak out. They crawl out. And Bart looks into the detention. They've got the harmonica going. It's like a prison cell. Yeah, yeah. Martin is distressed. Yeah. I feel sorry for the kid. Yeah. And what does what Skinner say? You're just going to make yourself stringy. Yes. <laughs> Calm down. How do you reckon Skinner killed them? Well, they've got that big blender now. That is true. But there'll be nothing left. But it, it would have been an escalating thing like any serial killer. It starts messy... And then you kind of refine your technique. You start exploring new ways to do it. Or you just sit on things like a duck. Mm. Sit on them. Wait, what? Like a duck? <laughs> your friend. Oh, I thought you meant like a duck does. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no like, what? <laughs> Doris then rocks up with her beater and she looks horrifying here. Yeah. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. Coming at him. Yeah. Not that, I mean, really, if you want to come at me with egg beaters... Prob- like if someone breaks into my house, but if you're, you're if ten- I had to choose a weapon that they were going to yeah. have, egg beaters are up there. But if, <laughs> but if you're ten and eight, it, it and she's go- covered in blood. It, it goes lettuce, egg beaters, lettuce. Yep, lettuce. What about a wooden spoon? No, that could still do some damage. Yeah, true. Um, lettuce, egg beaters, twelve uh, gauge shotgun in that order. That's what <laughs> that's what I want them having. <laughs> Willie then rocks up to try and help the kids. The final time we... Oh, not the final time we see Willie. The final time he gets killed, though. Mm. And Skinner... How satisfied does Skinner look once he hits him? Did you see his face? He's so happy with himself. Yeah. Well done, kids. I'm coming to the rescue of a lot of you. Oh! Ugh, I'm bad at this. Skinner and Doris and... I think it's Krabappel and Hoover. Like zombies. Yeah, like they're just in this trance-like yeah, yeah. state. Yeah. Chasing them towards the end of this platform. Plank? Yeah, like a plank. Like a diving board. Yeah, yep, yep. Bar here. Don't worry. Something always comes to save yep. us. Millhouse goes. And yep. Millhouse cops are bad. Like the camera angle from under the blade. Split second. Yeah. It's great animation. Amazing. Yeah. And I felt like they could have had the blood appear for a fraction of a second. No, they, I they think avoided it's better them. without it. You reckon? Yeah, I'm happy with the way it's done. Yeah, probably. You're right. It's just hearing it. Yeah. And don't worry. Something always comes to save the Simpsons children. children. Nope. They fall... I remember when I first watched this and you woke up as a dream, I was like, oh, really? It's a yep. dream. But then they have the double reveal of yep. the fog that turns you inside out. Yeah, which I couldn't watch when I was younger. Really? When the skin was coming off, it used to always gross me it's out. Gross sound effect. Yeah, just seeing, I was like, Ugh. I had no issues with it, but yeah. yeah. But anyway, so then they do the song and dance. They end yep. up on a, on a funny note. Willie comes in. Doing for one the final, final appearance. take off of one from a chorus line. Okay. And Santa's little helper actually pulls out Bart's intestines and drags him away. So all in all, a very, very... It's the best. It's the best Trios of Horror yep. of all time. Yes. Out of all the 28 they've had to date, nothing supersedes this one. Correct. We actually spoke about it for longer than... How long have we been going? About an hour. An hour. Okay. I didn't think we were going to go for as long as we have, but that's fine. I've got a pretty loaded mailbag, and as I mentioned, uh, as I alluded to, there's a piano thing, and there's some trivia... Just bits and pieces. I thought I might need to bring some filler, because sometimes Treehouse of Horror... We well, can you- save a couple of the, the mailbags for next week if you need to. I certainly can because there's a shit. We need to have an hour of mailbag. (laughs) But uh, first of all, though, what did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Oh, um, I learned when saving people from a horrific situation, always watch your back. 
You never know when an axe is going to come. Exactly. I learned that circus animals have more than one use. <laughs> oh, Jesus, that's bleak. Jamail! is here! Ooh. Okay, before we get to the mailbag, and right. after the what did we learn? We promised something last week, didn't we? Uh, we did. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of new patrons yes, to read out. we so love these people. We do. These are all the guys that have supported us with $5 or more a monthly pledge on Patreon. Uh, it's a long list because um, I've actually gone through and done all of July's and August's, I think... It was playing up a tiny bit, so if I've missed you, I apologise, but yes. we, will, we will rectify it. But thank you very much to the following people. Eric Juhas, Joseph Emeroy, Philip Hawkins, Richard Dale, Tim Hyam, James McDade or McDead. McDad. McDad or McDade? McDead. It's Trails of Horror. It's, it's, it's a theme. <laughs> um, Jim Lavrie, Aaron Dallas, Emily Maddox, Patrick Carey, Cohen Walker, and Anne Fry, Mitch Marino, Mitch and Myla Mueller. I like the fact that they've gone in together. Isaac Freeman, Gary Maloney, Philip Westerby, Donnie O'Shea, Kynan Mugford, Nicole DeMaria, Dave Bashell, Sophie Baker, Noob Psychborg, not his real name, Stacey Blackburn, Luke Sinclair, not his real name, Benny Kane, Laura Lalia, Denham Samaras, Chris Webber, Brendan Delaney, sorry, Brandon Delaney, Lee Curry, simply Alex, and Amy Watts. A lot of people. Thank Watts. you so much. We really do appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to chuck a couple of dollars our way for some extra bonus content, mm. what's the minimum? It's $2 to get access to the bonus podcast, isn't it? Correct. For $2, you go to patron, patreon.com forward slash four finger discount. What do you want to do this month for the top 10? I'm thinking on Trails of Horror thing, we do top 10 horror films. Yeah, that could be cool. I've actually thrown out on Twitter to ask people what their top 10 horror yeah. films were. You asked for top 10 uh, or people's Trails favorite of Trails of Horror moments yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, Do you want to find some of those and I will find some of the tweets? Let's do that. Just whilst I'm finding them, I would like to let our listeners know that Mitch and I and a couple of uh, your brother and Ash and your friend Tom had an AFL tipping contest this year. Oh, I forgot to submit tits, tips for the last five weeks on that, actually. and Because I was not doing well. <laughs> and I won. Oh, did you? By one. Come from the clouds. Yes, I was 11 behind. Who came second? My brother? Your or brother. I? Yeah, yeah, okay. And Ash was one behind him, I think. Yep. I, yeah, it was like, it was the Western Bulldogs of last season. Yeah. I was paying $45 to win, and I won. Yeah, great stuff. So it seems on the Facebook page, I put the gif of Homer going crazy, because mm-hmm. that's the most iconic moment, as we said. What's your favourite Treehouse of Horror moment? It seems that everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people seem to like the Froggit Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is right up there. A lot of people like yep. that one. The Raven's up there as well. Yeah. people liking The Raven. Obviously, a lot of educated people following our podcast, yes. uh, our Facebook page at the very least. Outside of this episode, uh, Jeremy Maddox says the lousy smarch weather and the super, yep. f- and the super fun happy slide. Yes. Super fun happy slide. You've got to love it. It's not Treehouse of Horror theme at all, like the super fun happy slide, but it's just, it's so great. Michael, his name is Forquet. It's F-O-U-R-Q-U-E-T, Forquet? Forquay? <laughs> Farquhar? Farquhar, Lord Farquhar. Anyway, he remembers watching the first Treehouse of Horror. He says T-O-R, but Treehouse of Horror. When it first aired as a kid, he was eight and really into Tales from the Crypt and the Twilight Zone, so yeah, cool. it felt really special to him. Yep, nice. Yeah. Um, so on the tweet machine... Uh, people have been writing in with their favourite movies uh, or favourite scary movies is what I asked for but a few people have come in so not movies but some episodes of Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps really creeped mm. out at Deoxy360 as a kid now I just watch it and laugh I was saying that the werewolf episode terrified oh me my as a God, kid yeah. like that I remember like there's this was it the werewolf of Fever Swamp or not, uh, Welcome to Camp Nightmare where they thought there was a wolf and it was actually a robot and then it turns no. out they weren't on Earth must have been the first one you said 
Nightmare of Fever Swamp. Yeah. Werewolf of Fever Swamp, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember there's like this almost uh, time-lapse photography of a wolf trying to get into different areas of the house. Is this mm. one shot that sticks in my head, um, which really, really frightened me. At one word long, a racer head, David Lynch film. Uh, not a joke. The movie shook her, shook as a young teen still does. At Beck's G artist or Beck Gibbs, uh, not a traditional horror, but The Hours with Nicole Kidman freaks out. So there's a couple kind of ethereal um, Is horror it the movies going on. The here. Others. I thought that film was called The Others. I think there are two. Okay. Um, the Hours. The Ghost one. Because I thought the Ghosts were the Others. Uh, you might be right. Because kids, right? Kids are ghosts or something? Oh, no, no, no. The Hours is a film as well. Okay. Um, so, The Hours has Meryl Streep, Julianne Moore and Nicole Kidman. But The Others is also one with Nicole Kidman. Yep. Which is also kind of creepy. I remember mm. that creeping me out as well. Um, uh, there are a few people uh, at a dog casino and at Save the Rock Geek with The Thing. I, I love The Thing. Yeah. The Thing is up there in my favourites of all First time. First time. So good. And The Iron Stash at Stash underscore feet, uh, F. T four twenty yo what well um yo <laughs> event horizon saw it with my equally chicken mum at the drive-in thinking it was a time travel space adventure boy were we wrong and it a couple uh, who have we got who sub, who suggested it that's coming from at McGlavin comes or, out in two weeks oh McGlavin very looking forward to that the new it um oh at Matt Reese sixty three Hunger Games had nightmares for weeks that I'd oh, be called up fair enough Nicola didn't like it she Nicola left that movie angry. Yeah, like, I never saw it, um, but I, no, I didn't read the books. So I have no investment whatsoever. Yeah. Phil King here on Facebook says, uh, was it Phil King? No, so Nick Dra- Drag says here on Facebook, this is my voice yeah. on TV. TV. Um, I'm going to have one, uh, one final one. This is from Andy McEwen. One, The Fly, the remake with starring mm. Jeff Goldblum, Terrified. Jeff um, Goldblum sh- was so good. Mate. Should not have watched that as a kid. And at Untidy Venus, Pumpkinhead. I remember as a kid, a film that scared the life out of me was The Blob. The 1950s Blob? No, the, the, the 80s version. Okay, yep. Yeah, the one where... I remember Steve McQueen? Steve McQueen in The Blob? I can't quite remember. I feel like there's someone it's in the, the It's the dude from um, Entourage, isn't it? The jo- Johnny from Entourage? Isn't he the young dude? Oh, um, Matt Dillon. Yeah, I think it's Matt Dillon. Okay. 1988... Oh, sorry, Kevin Dillon. Kevin Matt Dillon. Dillon's brother. Yeah. Um, you are correct. Also, sh- who is that? Is he... Oh, it? Shawnee Smith, who went on to be um, the receptionist in Becca. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? The Blob 1958 does have Steve McQueen. Okay. Boom. We're both right. And also a much higher rating on IMDb, <laughs> accordingly. I'll throw out, like, just quickly, some of my favourite horror movies of all time are... But the top 10 horror for Patreons. Okay, okay. We'll do it for Patreons. Yes. But I will promise you that we will be discussing the invasion of the body snatchers. Okay, then. A little bit of a tease. So, what's mm. the mailbag for this week, Mitch? Okay, uh, John Harrison's written in about the plot hole that we brought up in Sideshow Bob Roberts. Oh, yeah. About the fact that he didn't actually need to rig the election. Mm. He believes that this is a reference to Nixon and the break-in and the bugging, uh, like the Watergate scandal. The break-in happened on June 19th, 1972. The, in the election the following November, Nixon won the election in a landslide, 527 to 17 electoral votes. Jesus. And won the popular vote, 60% to 37.5%. So he absolutely did not cheat in order to win that election, but he did it. But he did anyway. Didn't have so, to, yeah. Yeah, so he feels that that might have just been a double up on the references to Nixon. Mm-hmm. If they have, well played. Yep. That said, I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. Um, Luke Sinclair has written in with both a honking story and a My Two Cents story. So, Ooh. 
the honking story. Uh, Luke is from Denver, which has had an influx of population with almost 100,000 people moving there in the last seven years. With people moving there from all over the country, there's obviously more drivers on the road, more terrible drivers, more road rage incidents. Um, one such example is he was biking to work. He'd stopped at a stop sign and started to go since he had the right of way. A school bus accelerated and laid on the horn as he was halfway through the intersection with that. And without thinking, he ended up flipping off the driver and a bus full of children. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. He said, though, he's not too sure that the bus driver was very popular as the kids all sort of cheered. (laughs) As a side note, Luke's grandmother would blow kisses at people who honked at her. Hmm. Yeah, that's a nice way of sort of taking it. Um, He's also got the My Two Cents story. His uncle Greg is an incredibly smart, wealthy man. He retired around 40 after making a fortune in the stock market, but that didn't prevent him from having a cheap side and having it come out every uh, every so often. He once made a $1 bet with his then 90-year-old grandma in which she lost which she lost. He mentioned that she had lost and needed to pay back, but being such a small bet, she laughed it off. However, he made, and I looked this up, a four and a half hour drive from Chicago to St. Louis to collect a single dollar bill. She never made a bet against him again. <laughs> now, I've got to feel like I mean, partly that's cheap, but surely partly that's just because it's funny and he wanted to see his... Yeah. But it's but still, if it is because of principles and no, you made a bet, well played. Yeah. <laughs> Power to you, sir. All right. One more honking story, and then I'm, and then we'll cut it at that. We do have a bunch of questions, but we can save them for next week. Just one question. One question. Um, if you could have any... If this is from Mark Burgess. If you could have any famous Australian made in a Simpsons character, who would you choose... And being on The Simpsons, famous Australian past or present? Doesn't say. Well, we, we've actually I think we've answered this before, have we not? Russell no, yeah, Coit? but we can answer it again. Yeah, Russell Coit was a good one. Um, I will... Shane Warne. Yep. Introducing The Simpsons to the sport of cricket. Oh, yeah, jeez, wouldn't that be thrilling? <laughs> um, 2020 bash. Well, let's try to keep Shane Warne off the airwaves. Uh, Eddie Maguire. What would he be doing? Everything. He is a Eddie Maguire comes in and takes over all radio and TV in Springfield. Yes. <laughs> He's on every show. Homer's sick of seeing him hosting yeah. the different shows. Yeah. yeah, that'll work. Why is this guy hosting everything now? Why is he taking over the isotopes? Yeah. Why has he changed their coach? One final honking the horn story. Um, and feel free to keep these coming in. But the reason I'm reading it now is because I feel like it might lose momentum into the next week. Every time you say honking, I feel I remember the... Um, episode of Futurama called The Honking where Bender becomes aware yeah so this is from Luke Russell it was my driving test to get my license when I was 17 brackets I had some very good beer my friend uh, was also doing a driving test at a similar time as I was pulling out to do my test I saw my friend and beeped and waved to my friend my instructor immediately stopped the test and informed me that it was illegal to do that and that I had failed what total driving time 30 seconds well, I've got a story to beat that. Okay. Girl I used to work with at Coles. I won't name her. Jade. She pulled out of Vic Rhodes doing her test onto the wrong side of the road. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Straight away failed immediately. Just out and straight back in. How did that happen? She pulled. She just got just nervous, nervous. Pulled out to the wrong think. side of the road. The guy slammed the brakes, said pull over on the side of the road there. Right out in front of Vic Rhodes, pull over. You, you failed. Yeah, well, fair enough, too. Yeah. Within 20 metres of leaving the premises, she had failed. Yeah. Man, that sucks for her. Yeah. Um, I had a really lenient instructor. In There were three incidences where I could have failed but managed not to. 
and it was like I pulled it up, I pulled slightly over the tra- uh, a line at some traffic lights, and he's like, "Had there been any pedestrians, you would have been in their way, so I would have failed you. But because there weren't any pedestrians, you're okay. <laughs> like, good for you." Now I promised you. Uh, before I was just I was just reading a funny article before from the Chive. I can't verify if any of these facts are true, but it was about historical facts that you you might have a giggle at, and four okay. of them in particular I really liked. In 1866, Lichtenstein sent out pe- uh, sent out an army of 80 men to participate. Lichten or Lichten? Lichten, whatever it Lichtenstein. is. Lichtenstein. L I E C H. I think it's Lichten. Anyway, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> sent out an army of 80 men to participate in the Austro-Prussian War. They came back with 81 men, suffering no casualties and having made one friend along the way. <laughs> Notorious pirate slash pirate hunter Benjamin... Benjamin Where did you get these facts? What do they do with anything? Hey, what do these facts have to do with anything? Nothing, I just thought they were funny. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Notorious pirate hunter um, slash pirate Benjamin Hornigold once attacked a ship just to steal all of the crew members' hats. His men had gotten drunk and lost their hats during a party the night before, and so he decided to board a ship to get replacements. <laughs> This can be a segment. Mitch's useless facts. Two more, in order of how great they are. Eighteen forty-seven. Best to worst. Uh, no, worst to best. Okay. Uh, Robert Liston performed, or, or best to better, better to best, whatever. Robert Liston performed an amputation in twenty-five seconds, operating so quickly that he accidentally amputated his assistant's fingers as well. Both the patient and the assistant later died of sepsis. And a spectator reportedly died of shock, resulting in the only known surgical procedure with a 300% mortality rate. What do they amputate? I don't know. But obviously the Where assistant's holding it Where did you get this shit? The internet. Oh, of course it's true then. It's fine. Um, and my fa- this is the piano one. This is what prompted this, and this is what I like the most. Daniel Stiebelt, a top pianist in his own right, once challenged Beethoven to a musical improv duel. Stiebelt thought that he had a shot. Um, you know, he was no kid. He'd already composed for Marie Antoinette. It's um, uh, operatized a successful version of Romeo and Juliet. So he had some chops behind him. He showed up to the improv and play, played one of his own works for which he'd brought the sheet music. Once it was his turn, Beethoven took the guy's sheet music, turned it upside down, and, quote, beautifully fucked the piece sideways and backwards, overturing Stebolt's style, all the while um, like a cat teasing a particularly boring mouse. Basically, he took his own music, put it upside down, played it better, mocked him while he was doing it, and no one ever challenged Beethoven to a duel again. <laughs> so there you go. There's some facts. Some useless facts. Useless from Mitch. historical facts. Yes. And that's it. That's me done. That's it for the mailbag. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for listening to our review of Treehouse of Horror Five. Next week's episode is Bart's girlfriend mm-hmm. with Jessica Lovejoy. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, I haven't watched yeah. that in a long time. Meryl Streep plays Lisa. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Jessica. I Jessica. Believe. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, though, we need to plug our book that is currently available for pre-order on mm-hmm. Amazon. Still not available in the US. We apologize for that. It's not our fault. It will be sorted out it'll, soon. It'll come. It's just these things take time yeah. with publishing houses. Yep. But UK and Commonwealth is available now and overseas will be forthcoming. We'll let you know as soon as it's there. And yes, we are working on the chances of having an audiobook as well. It just seems, yep. seems like the right thing to do. Yes. Now, Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Rather than final words, I'm going to leave you with a proper... FM-style radio joke. All right, just to put our radio voices on? Uh, no. I'm okay. going to be me. This is an audition, basically, for, for breakfast radio. Oh, okay. Okay. We so, didn't get the job. I haven't started yet. <laughs> and I'm wearing a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> is that not enough? Righty. So, what is this? for? What, what FM station are we, we going to be sending this to? Uh, Any of them? 
Or do you have a preference? I feel like this would be a Fox FM kind of gag. This is a Fox FM kind of gag. So for those who don't live in a show, Fox FM is your top 40 hits. Yeah. Like Katy Perry releases a song and they'll play it eight times in one day. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. And yeah. A lot of celebrity, a lot of gossip. They do have probably the two best radio hosts in Australia. Hamish and Andy Hamish are Andy. the best. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, so a study doesn't matter who did it by because this is FM radio. We don't need it to be verified. But um, studies have shown that you can tell if someone is attracted to you by their voice. um, Studies have shown that basically male and female pitch, um, women are attracted to men who have deeper voices. Men are attracted to females who have higher pitch voices. So when you are talking Mm. to a member of the opposite sex that you're attracted to, you subconsciously might change your voice to make it so that they will be more attracted to you as well. Not only that... People who spend a long time together can actually converge their own voices and start to behave, speak in similar tones. I've got a deep voice, and I can vouch saying that, that is correct. You'll bang, bang a deeper voice? Or no, I've got a deep voice, and the girls oh. do like me. Yes. Yes. For well, it. Well, okay. <laughs> We're already in <laughs> FM radio territory. Um, so, what I thought for the listeners is it's all well and good to read that, but we need practical examples. Okay? So, if a man is attracted to a woman... Mm you might find that he sounds a little bit like this. You complete me. What a man. Whereas if a woman is attracted Mm -hmm. to a man, she might sound a little bit like this. I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. However, if you are speaking to a man and he sounds like this... I went to an Ivy League school. I'm very highly educated. I know words. I have the best words. Then you'll find that he is only in love with himself and you should steer clear. Good man? Bad man? Awful man. Awful man. <laughs> Awful. Awful man. <laughs> I love that though. I have the best words. Yeah. I, I have I have great words. I re- the I have the best words. Like he owns them. See, I, thought, I have these words I that no you, one else has. I thought you had the best words, but no. No. It is this guy. No. I thought the dictionary had the best words. Yeah. All the words, even. <laughs> but no, Trump has them. Locked away in Trump Tower. They're best words. Thanks for listening to our review of Trials of Horror 5. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. What you thought of the review? Send us in your questions as well. Your honking stories. What else have we got? My two cent stories. Yep. If you work for Fox, contract office, you can send them in. Yes. If you have any useless facts for Mitch to read out next week, send them through. Follow us on Twitter at fourfingerpod. A lot of people coming like talking to you on Twitter now. It's good. You've got you've got, you've got the Twitter thing going now. You've 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 nailed it. There was a while there where I was like, what is, <laughs> it, what is even the point of this Twitter? Nothing's happening on this Twitter. I'll be honest. Yeah. I still go three or four days and go, oh, shit, I haven't looked at Twitter. So, and that's where I post the memes just to yeah. keep things going. I appreciate that. <laughs> did you see my Conor McGregor meme that I, po- that I made? Yes, I did. Yeah, people fucking stole it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I saw you get into a really petty fight over that, actually. Yeah, but it was like, I didn't care. You know, that's an argument that you can't win. Even if you win, yeah, no. you're arguing over a meme. But I was like, I don't care that you took it, but just don't cross out the watermark. Yeah, so so badly. Yeah, even like, do it, cross it out better. I was offended by the way they did it. They could have just cropped it. Yes, <laughs> it <would have> been <laughs> fine. <laughs> like I was just offended. I was like, "Fuck you." Anyway, so uh, at Four Finger Pod on Twitter, make sure you follow Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. If you want access to exclusive bonus Four Finger Discount podcasts, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Four Finger Discount. The smallest amount you have to pay is two dollars to get access to those podcasts. Also, follow us on Facebook or one dollar if you just want to help us out. Yes, and please think rate- of think of one dollar. 
as like a football membership. Yeah. Buying a membership to a club. And you'll get entry into the monthly draw we give out a Simpsons-based yes. prize. Uh, also, thanks to everybody who rated and reviewed us on the iTunes store this week. If you haven't done it yet, please get on there and rate us five stars and leave us a very nice review. We'd really appreciate it. Once again, Mitch, I know you did final words before. Mitch, any final words for the listeners for this week? What, have you not heard the joke? Shh.